Welcome to the Skies Were Under podcast, hosted by me, Rachel Wright. This podcast is created by and for parents of people with disabilities and the many practitioners who support us. It's just for all of us who are trying to get from one end of the week to the other whilst bridging the gap between the life we expected and the one we're actually living. My name is Rachel Wright. I'm the parent of um, three boys, one of whom has severe and complex disabilities. I am joined by Lucy Parr, who is an educational psychologist trainee, partway through, it's complicated, part the way through, and she is the mother of four. Her third son, her third child is a young man who has uh, chromosome duplication and comes with that with lots of various medical complications. And Sarah is the CEO of Simple Stuff Works. Her, she also has four things that most people would call children. And her <laughs> eldest thing her, had a brain tumour at the age of six. And since then, she now lives with some various complications, including learning disabilities and some medical complications as well. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah and Lucy's. Hello. Hello. We've talked about ourselves a lot because, you know, who doesn't want to know all about <laughs> us? And there have been confessions. What is the weather like round your parts? I can happily tell you the weather around my parts is, I would say, stormy and stormy in not like a raging storm kind of a way, but stormy where it's that classic British stormy weather where one second it's sunshine and the next second it's pissing down with rain and the next second it's raining and the next second it's blowing a hoolie and it's minus seven and the next second you need your sunglasses and um, you're sweating. It's that kind of weather with me okay. at the moment. So that sort of unpredictability of, oh, this is all right. Oh, no, this isn't all right. Yeah, yeah and like thousands of those experiences in, in a day Squash Brecken is kind of yeah Brecken's recovering from major hip surgery after fracturing his um, femoral neck and it's a it's a hard road that I didn't have any parameters or expectations for yeah. so I'm like one minute yeah he's doing the things and then the next minute oh fuck this is so hard yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and why should he have to do the things yeah and then yeah, yeah all of those things so lots of things going on okay to tap into our theme this week which is kind of trying to make sense of it all um i wondered whether part of our would you believe it um any of you want to come up to share any of your um sayings that people have said <laughs> things people have said um completely well-meaning or not and um, I certainly had plenty of uh, footprints in the sand uh, little booklet card things popped through my door when uh, my son was born with severe brain damage um, which if you haven't checked it out the footprints in the sand is this whole idea that you're walking through the sand and you realize there's two footprints and then there's only one when things get really really hard and this person rants and rails at God and says, why did you abandon me? And that's when God says, it's then that I carried you. And I know some people who um, find that really helpful. Yeah. Sarah's got one that she finds really helpful that utterly 
he's me off. Oh, talk. but yeah. Well, and that's fine. So my one, my one, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't get the footprints one very often. Um, but I got one that was really helpful. Um, it was it was written on a little sign, you know, which you could pop in your kitchen, and it said, um, or it says, um, it'll be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. And I I think it's John Lennon, and I just I that. To me, that was helpful. Mm -hmm. And those of you that I realise that this is a listening type of show can't see Rachel's face. Because <laughs> Rachel's face is saying, no, no, not helpful. <laughs> well, you see, it's different. It, I guess that's the thing with co communication, isn't it? It's yeah. the fact that it's people. And so yeah. there, isn't, there isn't a list of don't say and do stay, say, really, because what is said to one person in one context is just the right thing and yeah. to the other person I mean there are some things that are rarely right I was in a vegetable a grocer's a green grocer's <laughs> and I was obviously embodying my um amazing mother vibe mm -hmm. um, which only happens for approximately 23 seconds a day and I was in the grocer's and uh, my son was tiny at the time and he was in probably still in the push chair, not yet progressed to wheelchair, but he was um, he'd been diagnosed as being visually impaired. And so I was being completely sensory superhero. And rather than just going and buying the groceries and putting the vegetables into the basket, I was letting him feel them and smell them. I'm like, ooh, smell this orange and Mm, look how prickly and rough this pineapple is. Only I'm doing this and the man, it's like one of those open front shops, do you know what I mean? It's like just yeah. open to the air. Great, very good for COVID. Anyway, and he was, he, you know when people step, like start watching you and you're like, oh, please don't talk to me. Please <laughs> do not talk to me. I don't want to talk to you at this moment. But anyway, he I could tell he was going to come and talk and I was thinking fair enough. He's got I wisdom. Am, I'm fondling his fruit. <laughs> the other day. He'd got some wisdom for you. And and, and he couldn't he, help. He couldn't. So he came over whilst and I and I thought I was going to get told off for fondling his fruit, which, you know, would be yeah. fair enough. And I was like, "Oh, uh yeah, I hope you don't mind. Um he's got some problem with his eyes and so I'm just trying to explain to him his uh, you know, let him feel and smell and da da da. And he went, oh yeah, okay, okay. And um, he went, you should go to the doctor about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh the dear, idea, oh dear. Oh. The idea that I would get to the point of letting my child feel the pineapple, feel a pineapple <laughs> in public, without having got to thinking, hmm. Maybe I should go to the doctor to explore why my child oh, cannot man. see this pineapple. Oh. And I, you know, when you're just like, okay. Yeah, you literally don't know what to say. I've got, I've got another gem, which you, you may or may not, by my tone, um, be able to determine whether I think this is helpful or not. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh. Wait, are you ready? Okay, go for it. Special children are only given to special people. Yes. Special no, you parents. You can fuck right off with that. Special <laughs> children. No, 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 no. So oh, I Lucy, use this. 
I use this in my training and I do like a noughts and crosses thing and I get people to say, I'm not going to tell you them all because people might want to do my training. But um, <laughs> some people, I one of the parents said to me, I found that really helpful. And fair but, play yeah. if you do. There, is, <laughs> there you go. Here's Whatever the helps, it helps. It's people. People. Yeah. I also had I also had somebody in church tell me well, a few people in church. I was in like a really happy clappy church, you know, where people raise their arms and the Holy Spirit comes down and all, all that kind of stuff. Which I'm not de- I'm not absolutely not um, denigrating in any way. If that's your thing, great. If that works for you, great. But there were some people who came up to me and said, "Oh, we've been praying for Brecken and we've got this like, prophecy that it's all going to be fine and he's going to be healed." Um, okay, first of all, <laughs> let's unpick that. <laughs> because there, he has a chromosome disorder so let's get to a really fundamental fundamental philosophical issue here whereby he was born with an extra chromosome so if a down syndrome person with down syndrome comes into the church is your first thing to pray for them to be healed of down syndrome probably not um and i said you know it's kind of the same thing so that was a big like no 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 please don't tell me that and the prophecy was obviously um misheard well maybe <laughs> that we say. maybe it's just not happened yet oh maybe it hasn't just happened yet maybe if it has a what's the thing if it's not hey, if it's or... not all right <laughs> <laughs> it's not all right Luce hang on Full circle it it's might not, not be the end, end. You know, not right, it's not the end. There we go. That told me. Happy days. I want to tell you about Positive Family Connections. It's a new online group program created by Warwick University for parents who have a child between the age of 8 and 13 with a learning disability, autism or both. The programme has been co-produced with Family Carers and aims to enhance and strengthen family connections. And who of us don't need that? It involves six online sessions facilitated by two trained family carers. Groups are running on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays from May and they need some of you parent carers to sign up. So applications are now open until the end of April 2022. So apply by contacting Positive Families at warwick.ac.uk. That's Positive Families at warwick, W-A-R-W-I-C-K dot A-C dot U-K. And you can receive up to £50 in Love to Shop vouchers for taking part. So, so talking about church and stuff, we've all got different sort of um, faith or non-faith type stories and I think um I guess a faith puts a framework on our our kind of how we make sense in the world but whether we have a faith or not we all have um markers and structures like ideology that frames our understanding even if it is a you know bad stuff happens to everybody or you know or bad stuff you know bad stuff shouldn't happen to good people like whatever our whatever our understanding is whether we ascribe that to an institution or uh, a collective ideology we all have things that make us make sense well Either i wonder right, so you're saying about we we have different do you want to like 
share a bit more about okay faith where story. we're coming from yeah 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 just kind of a bit of context um me first yeah okay so um i'm brought up from a very christian very christian <laughs> a christian household my um i'm the middle of five and my dad um uh loves jesus in all full forms of uh and and so i was brought up i guess quite a strict household um and i don't ever remember not having a faith but um my there have been times when i i really clearly remember before my eldest before i had any kids that i um i didn't know if it was all just made up and i was like oh, i just don't know if this is all nonsense and i made a really clear decision to believe it kind of thing and it was like a, a spiritual thing but it was kind of like um i'm making this decision and da 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 and then my son was born and um i had abandoned any like all my ideas around healing and stuff i had kind of filtered through in some of that process and so i wasn't thinking oh he had to be healed or oh the reason he's sick is because i'm bad or oh you know i'd like I'd, I'd left all of that so it wasn't tied up with that my journey over the last few years is more complicated and i guess um it my faith's evolving and that's this is tied into something completely different other than our kids it's tied into with um the patriarchy actually and um feminism and my identity as a woman and how my faith has unhelpfully um impacted me as a woman and that is totally like i would not have felt that and said that four years ago people who would have said that to me i've been like oh that's no it's no big deal to me like uh, you know i get that that's an issue for you but it's not and i genuinely it's something that's only just arrived at my door in the last couple of years and so i am mid unraveling and trying to work out who god is and what she means to me now um in my changing and evolving mindset i guess um i don't know where that'll lead me and i'm happy to be curious and uncomfortable and um and that not makes any any sense at the minute that's really exciting well actually that's that's a total i I don't like it i don't i would rather it make sense yeah um but um it doesn't and so um yeah so i'm that's where i am but very much faith christian type Mm -hmm. launching launching point from where i am (laughs) yeah yeah i've had kind of a similar experience in that i was brought up in the church environment and actually it was a huge deal for me um the church because the vicar of our local church actually like had me live there when my mum was in and out of the local psychiatric hospital so like it was a real put your money where your mouth is kind of situation Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I I felt like they actually were making a difference to me and they fully believed in what they were talking about because they they extended that to yeah come and be part of our family in a very literal way um and so that was my experience of church, of like local community church. And I stayed in that place for quite a long time and then had 
we, we ended up at this kind of really charismatic happy clappy church um and Brecon was born and I think the only way to describe it is I I found it increasingly more difficult to do the mental gymnastics of keeping my faith and my understanding of institutional church and all the things that I've been taught and then having this life experience that was completely different Mm. and I was keeping on having to do this like real mental gymnastics to kind Mm -hmm. of hold those two things Mm. Um, and eventually it just got too difficult and I was like this just doesn't work and when I stepped back and started critically evaluating the whole thing the whole the classic gospel message of you know we're, we're all born sinners I don't agree with that because that's just mm-hmm. crazy to me and then you know the only way we can be redeemed from that is that someone died for us and I was like well that's weird you know and, mm-hmm. and it all it, it's all just it all kind of is kind of synonymous with like almost abusive relationship type stuff and mm-hmm. I know that that's not the kind of hinge point for a lot of people and the hinge point is the community and the love and the um don't be a dick and all that kind of stuff and, and that <laughs> but that, and that is, and, but I don't, I'm not sure that that's, I don't, I'm not sure that I, I need the church. Oh, you just got my theological standpoint. <laughs> but I'm not sure I need the church to, to, okay. to, to yeah. do that, yeah. you know? I yeah. don't need the church to do that. I still wholly subscribe to those values, um, but I yeah, don't with need the rest of it. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I don't feel like it is, is unique or specific to the church. Okay. Um, that's, so that's where I'm at. What about you? Yeah. Oh, totally. I could. It couldn't be further from your experience, both of you, in terms of my my upbringing was wholly secular. You know, like kind of we we took the good bits, so we all have Christmas. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like we just did, and it's really funny because, like, I feel like when I hear you both talking about it, it's like a. Um, like I always feel like can I, I don't know any of the stories I don't know any of the rules I don't know any of the words so it's just like completely redeem, redeem? is that like a queen so what I was born Redemption. Would I, I was born surely no but the, so I, re, I do remember because <clears throat> my grandmother um uh was it a Christian church going Christian and I remember talking to her about it and um kind of I was I was an absolute total prize knob in my teenage and early 20s and not anymore (laughs) I've been redeemed um (laughs) but I I just and I remember one of those really arrogant conversations with her and oh my god why did you go to church and um she was just like because my grandfather was on like the North Sea runs in World War Two, and she was just like, do you know what? When you don't know where he is, and you don't like, you've got mm. three small children, and all you have is like one place that you can go and and ask, please for everything to be okay. You'd be surprised, you know, kind of. Mm. And I thought, yeah, whatever. Um, and off I went. And then I remember very, very clearly remembering that conversation. She'd she'd um, died, and I remember thinking of her and thinking oh if you could see me now you know like kind of here I am begging you know but I just don't I don't have that sense (laughs) you do whatever trying to learn the rules trying to find one of the you know like kind of a fast track guide to (laughs) (laughs) to being a believer yeah yeah you know and kind of um 
I was just desperate that, like, uh, it comes back to it, it's, if it's not all right, it's not the end. Like, <laughs> please don't make it be the end. Yes. Do you, you know, like, kind of like yeah. that it had to be, there had to be more than all of this stuff. So complete outsider on, yeah. on that front. But then curious to, you know, as I've gone through all this stuff, I do, I have felt held. Do you know what I mean? I have mm. had times where I have, you know, and I don't know whether I'm just begging myself to get myself through the day and then I've got through the day and I think, ta-da, there must be something out there. But who knows? I don't yeah. know. I think that's it. I think those three sort of elements are, those are three stories kind of can really kind of highlight the different ways is that they're, the whole idea that there isn't anything out there and then when things go wrong, you're like, I need there to be something. I need to be something bigger than me. Or you're in that situation and there is something bigger than you and you, or you believe there's something bigger than you and you sit in that and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to, yeah, let go of the stuff that doesn't make sense for me and, um, but hold fast to there being um, bigger truths than what I'm seeing bigger truths and the 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 the, the the struggle that I'm suffering um or because my struggle is so is so paradoxical to what I'm being fed and and being told as part of this framework of understanding about life I'm abandoning it all <laughs> do you know what I mean there's, there's sort of like I'm either going to go into it because I need something or I'm abandoning it because it's just too hard to bring these two things together or I am uh, holding it lightly yeah um and and I think it's all, there's a load of stuff isn't there tied up from a kind of outsider I do see myself kind of outside of 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 it like kind of as in like um um a very structured church you know that kind of um that's not something that has been part of my life um and you know kind of some of the expressions that you don't understand or or that you do understand that don't make sense that that kind of completely switch you off from it so like people like the there but for the grace of god you know and you just kind of go well what did my girl do then why why doesn't she you know like kind of and then you know just just some of the um I think I think there's kind of a really simplistic view of sometimes of people see that thing of um oh if they you know if there is this all, almighty then they wouldn't let this sort of stuff happen. And I just kind of I th- I think well do you you know like kind of who knows? I don't know. No exactly. I don't I, know. I think there big. is I think there is a thing though um and whether that comes from a spiritual aspect or whether that comes from I don't know our innate humanity i think we all have this we have to fight this default to find the rightness of Mm. life you know like um i know someone dearly love someone who used to have a saying where they would say uh you know there's this situation but it's really right like i know it was tricky or whatever but i believe it's right there there was this there's this constant i think we all do that to a certain extent they kind of it's kind of like you're you're trying to explain or justify or frame something is like I know it's not ideal or I know this is different than what we planned but it's really right like right is the 
is the the standard that we're going for. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the whereas whereas you know, and we kind of when we got big decisions like, do I leave my husband? Do I stay? Do we have this baby? Do we not? Do we go on holiday? Do, what's the right thing to do? What's the right thing to do? As though there is some, you know, black and white um, external judgment that can decide. And I think the pursuit of that stops us from making the next right decision, as Glennon Doyle would say. And yeah. we have to be, we have to, I think, well, it comes back to that sense-making thing of, you know, trying to frame our experiences around something that makes sense because it sometimes it doesn't make sense. And actually for us as parents of children with disabilities, it doesn't make sense a lot no. of the time. And I always have this thing of, right, I, I don't chase the right, I chase the least shit option most of the time. <laughs> like, oh, okay, so I've got this option and this option, which one's the least shit? You know, um, and that's kind of how I make my decisions. And also there isn't a... You know, you can tell you are totally someone who is completely caught up with face by the amount of you swearing you do. Like it's this, it's this, you've got all of the swearing from growing up and teenage years, because I am there also, that I am sort of... Being, stored it being our 12 year old selves in yeah, our yeah. 40s because absolutely we have spent absolutely. the whole time being really good and saying it all properly and now we cannot swear enough no exactly and it, yeah and it, it and it is uh, and also I don't think there's a right I think there's just different it's mm, yeah. this this way is one way this way is another way this way is another way and they all have different attributes and different good bits I don't think we're I don't think we're really good at holding those things. So even as parents, um, especially as parents with really kids with complex needs, we it's kind of back to what we said in the last episode about trying to have that order in the chaos. It's like we want it to be. I've, I've I need a right decision. I've got you know I've got all these decisions, and you know you see it on Facebook and someone going, I, "Do I do this? Do I do that? What's the right thing to do?" Um and I think I'm coming round and round more and more to thinking that um, as soon as I'm going outwards and outwards and outwards for everybody else's scrutiny and judgment and decision as to what to do or not, um, the worse that decision is going to be because it needs to be centred on my own knowing and my understanding of and it's And it's contextualised in your life. It's not contextualised in everyone else's anybody life, else's. isn't it? It's contextualised in your life. The decisions we make and decisions everyone makes are contextualised in their lives and only they know what that yeah. looks like. So I I mean, I have, I think I probably have a strength in this area because of um, having a shit upbringing in terms of being in and out of care and stuff. Nobody had my back, so I had to have my back. Yeah. So I learned pretty quick like to make decisions and to just deal with the consequences of those decisions and mm. to trust my gut and all of those things. So I probably am a little bit better at that than maybe yeah. other people in, in different situations. Um, and, I, and I don't look outwards for outward kind of um, affirmation people's... or, uh, you know, I just don't because I, I've never, I've never had the people around yeah. me, yeah. those yeah. people to do that. So, um, so yeah, and, and I am okay with making a decision and going, this this decision is different to this decision and had I gone down that route it would have been different and both those things are valid and relevant um, whichever way I decide um, it's just different
Simple Stuff Works is a family-run, world-leading provider of positioning equipment and postural care training. Their mission is to keep people feeling comfortable and protect their bodies from avoidable and devastating changes in body shape. Simple Stuff Works puts people and their families at the centre of postural care by making everything as accessible as possible. You can check out their YouTube channel for free access to training and their website, www.simplestuffworks.co.uk for more downloadable resources. That's www.simplestuffworks.co.uk. Is there anything else that you've found that that you do find comforting or that you find gives you um a kind of internal peace if you're saying it's not from those external people or from anything else is there anything that um I think feeling okay with people being okay with me in terms of like feeling not like the best friends that I have in they don't advise or like they know not to advise me they know that's not true (laughs) She ain't gonna listen. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah, basically that. So they so they just sit with me and like listen to me chew it over, um, um, and and then there you go. And they're just there, and there's no judgment, and there's no like maybe you should do this, maybe you should do that, because it it properly winds me up just because I'm not used to people giving me advice. As well. Yeah, so it, it's not I something think, that's been a thing throughout my life. I think um, that's something everybody can do. That sitting in the mess. Sitting in the mess is without a doubt and it's something that, um, you know, we, I think we mentioned it in the last episode about holding the gaze of grief, that kind of, um, and I guess whenever I took, when I started finding in my faith story, the fact that, um, that kind of God wasn't there to rescue her people, to, to make it all better and fine and dandy, but actually sit in it being hard and bringing belonging and connection and community that that was the goal not the yeah it'll all be all right on the night thing then that's when I found um that I could still sit in the faith at that point because it's not it's not the great rescue it's the great um it's the great incarnation of being in and yeah and and so and so for me now in my evolving faith whatever it's coming back to again being in my body in my skin in my um world in creation nature and stuff and that not being this alternative to spirituality but that being part and parcel of the biggerness of the world does that make any sense? Yeah, the biggerness. Sense. Yeah, yeah, the biggerness, the, the belongingness, and connectedness. Yeah. And, yeah. and I and I, I searched for that. Like when um, <clears throat> when things were really bad, I got myself uh, up to a couple of different churches just with a view of maybe it's here. Like maybe mm-hmm. that sense of mm-hmm. um, home. But, Is that what? Yeah, you're... and and just. I don't like know whether I was just looking for kind of um like some structure just mm. some cuz cuz everything had gone so ridiculously tits up and um but it did it you know that didn't kind of last very long 
I did, it just didn't I don't, and a part I think part of that is because of not growing up in it yeah so what I thought was what I thought I wanted to be in and I've never done very well in kind of structure like brownies didn't do very well <laughs> guides didn't do very well and you know what I mean like I've been self-employed since 2004 I've never managed to kind of <laughs> can you imagine being your yeah. boss what oh no <laughs> good grief so what no. so what spiritual practices have been so it isn't necessarily sitting in a pew it isn't necessarily um you know what 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 are the things that give you um and I kind of think that I don't want to use the word self-care uh, at all we'll do, deal with that on another episode but this kind of um this emotional this sort of wellness that is bigger than a feeling what what do you do anything you don't mean and let, let's just clarify we don't mean emotional wellness like feeling happy we mean no emotional healthiness of feeling yeah. the feelings yeah yeah, yeah exactly that <laughs> that being all of all, not not putting on display the the bits we want and shoving in the cupboard the bits we don't want but the um being able to hold it all together what are the structures what are the you know we talked before don't we about the mantra or of just blow we you know but swallow, what, it what are the, swallow it down <laughs> what are the other things um so i get i don't know about you two but i get myself into various um i've got a really ridiculous addictive personality like not like people become addicted to me like but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so into Sarah Clayton. I cannot. Oh my god, I'm so addicted her. to her. Uh, no, I just get myself. Honestly, I'm 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 really bad for it. Like really bad for it. Like 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 a nightmare for it. Um, like you're sober years. now. Yeah, like I'm sober now, and there's another story. Um, <laughs> but the so I go through. So so I always feel loads better when go to the gym when I'm looking after myself you know kind of physically looking after myself and then what I do is like oh this feels better so then I'll go like more and more and more and more and more and more, and more to the point where it then is not making me feel better I then end up, <laughs> I end up usually with a cold with you know like kind of I end up broken and then I think oh actually you need to slow down again so I, I think I haven't worked out yet kind of how to balance that mm. so I find something that makes me feel better I then do it to the point where it's uh really <laughs> but for me uh early mornings are always good mm. early morning get up get out walk the dog with my little head torch on in the dark straight to the gym after that back before the kids get to school sorted See, I think I, I used to, I used to do an element of that. I used to get up and do the exercise, do go for a run before um before the the kids kind of go. And I'm I'm now in my cycle of I just I can't do that anymore. I can't get up earlier. I get an earlier and earlier to fit it all in. But it is I think the thing that does make a difference to me is trying to be in my own body if that yeah. makes sense I think I've spent so and I, I spend so much time um with the mental load stuff having to think of 101 yeah, yeah. different things and it's all about my head and it's all about what I'm thinking it's all about what I'm feeling and I actually just need to cleanse my muscles a little bit and yeah. let them go and and be and so I've done a bit of yoga um 
but just just anything that that reminds me that I am and doing things like a, a few years ago I started putting on makeup never put makeup on before my whole life and that was just about saying I deserve to spend a little bit of time on yeah, myself yeah just yeah. little yeah you know like this is my body and I'm going to look after it and I'm going yeah. to put clothes on that I want to put clothes on not just because someone's handed it down to me and, and I fit in it and that's and that's why the gym thing for me is important because it's the and I think it's why it happens in that first bit of the day because otherwise I'd spend all there is no way that I could fit something in that was yeah, just later. for me at any other point in the day so unless I get up and I get on with it and I drag my ass out there early it just won't happen so I have to have to do that then and then it's then it's done but it is exactly that it's it's for me you know it's not for it's not to look a certain way it's not it's not a weight thing it's just a clear my head get rid of all the the nonsense and then I can do the day I can I can you're a gem bunny aren't you Lucy <laughs> let it be known <laughs> let it be known from henceforth I am not a morning person nor am I a gym bunny <laughs> um my spiritual practices include but are not limited to putting the alarm on snooze five times in the morning I quite like that you know the ritual of oh there's another snooze I'm gonna snooze it and I get another five minutes in bed um that's quite you know waking up gently um no but seriously I I guess my spiritual practices are quite different because obviously before I would spend a lot of time church or reading the bible having quiet times if you're Mm -hmm. if you're of the christian Mm -hmm. uh you know ilk then you may have quiet times and devotionals that's another nice christian word that sarah won't understand Um, (laughs) (laughs) and and it's completely different now but i had found my i think i'm still figuring a lot of it out actually to be fair um but one thing i do do which does not fail to make me feel better every single time and it's so grounding for me is going in the sea yeah um that's huge for me and part of that is the physicality of it the physicality mm, it's back of in that body the... thing I found yeah. that really that yeah kind of like oh look that's when the tips of my toes are that's yeah. when the tips of my fingers are really grounding and and it's like at the moment it's eight degrees so it's freezing and I, I can't I'm super averse to a wetsuit I wish I could tolerate it but I can't so I'm always just in my swimming costume um, so it's cold, which is, you know, there's loads of benefits and research out there about cold mm-hmm. swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also about, for me, the feel, knowing my place in the world, mm. knowing my the perspective thing mm. of even if my life's going to shit and it's all horrendous and it all feels mm. massive. I am like but a speck yeah. in the universe. Mm. Yeah, and this yeah. massive sea is quite big and I'm a tiny bit of a very small universe. Yeah. And this is not as important. Um, that, that's probably not the right word, but it, it's not as big as it feels in the grand scheme of the universe. And I think that's yeah. helpful for me. Like the whole making yourself feel better. Is that what spiritual practices? I don't know. Um, see, the other thing for food food is a thing that makes me feel mm. better yeah mainly food with sugar in it <laughs> carbohydrates <Is> that... <laughs> I, think, I think i still i still um do versions of praying i think although i'm so untangling who god is and stuff that i it that feels very different um but 
I think for me, even those prayerful, devotional, those sort of things are all much more um, physical too, like images and objects. And just because they, I just, maybe it's that whole chaos thing when things just don't make any sense. One of the questions we've had on the podcast um, email, or was it actually Instagram, was asking what kind of things can friends do to be helpful? Like, what what is it that we can do? So can we just really rapid fire at the end of this episode, talk about um, what are some of the really practical or emotional or creative ways that people have been helpful, can be helpful, um, what what are the best kind of friends i think meeting obvious need so like um for example just recently breckenbusen hospital in harlow i have nobody in harlow that i can stay with i called a mate and said look you're half an hour away can i can i like crash at yours he gave me keys he said do what you need to do i initially thought i was going to be there two days and ended up being there five weeks so and there was no batting of eyelids from him yeah. he was just like yeah crack on and that was amazing um, yeah. because mm-hmm. it was just like one thing that I did not have to worry about in a very crazy crisis moment mm-hmm. yeah um and I mean that's a big like that's a big yeah thing of, yeah. of example of that and but I think the other things the other thing a practical need is I think for me is also um not saying uh, what can I do yeah oh, like so nice. you Absolutely. were able you were able to say yeah. this is what i need and therefore that person could go yep yeah um yeah. but uh what i want someone to do in those really tricky times is say i'm bringing dinner yeah. or i'm coming to pick up your washing and then i can go oh no you're okay if yeah. i'm gonna be stupid yeah. um <laughs> or i'm coming to get your ironing or um why don't you go out for a walk and I'm going to clean your house, like yeah. be yeah. really specific. I am going to show, you know, show up and I'm doing this thing yeah. for you. And if you don't want me to do it, fine. I do, yeah. I do shops for people. Like I would love to be the person that brings over a casserole. <laughs> I don't know why that was so, Sarah, I could totally be the casserole but woman. So the woman that's just salivating over her McDonald's. <laughs> So I'd love to be the casserole woman, but I'm not the casserole woman. So I will order you a Tesco shop with some nice things in it. That's exactly that's where that's what I can do. Yeah, and uh, and I think you know when you say about the ironing, um, one of the things don't do the ironing ever. Well, no, you say that, Luz. But if someone was to say to me, just don't do it, it's like, but that means that I'm losing the plot. That means okay. that I'm oh, losing. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, kind of, mm. I mean, obviously don't iron the pants, like, because <laughs> that's too far. But everything else should be ironed. It should be flat. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think from, um, there was a there was a woman um, who, uh, so, so thing two was at nursery when he was first diagnosed. So he'd have been three. And there was a, one of the other mums there who I didn't know. I really genuinely didn't know her very well at all. And she just went very, very early on. Her name's Deb. Uh, if you're listening, Deb, I don't know very much that she is. But <laughs> God, she was a lifesaver. She just was like, I'll sort him for nurse. She used to, call, I barely knew her. Just, uh, you know, there were people that I'd known for years and years and years. Not a casserole inside. <laughs> <laughs> 
and no, everybody was that you know people were good but the um but I was struck by this she I didn't know her and yet she was like right I'll get him to and from nursery and then I I she was like there's my mobile number if you're going to be late let me know I'll just take him back with with yeah. with her lad you know you know like kind of, and at the end of it there was no right I've done this for you Do you, you know it was just a that was just a, it, yeah. she was yeah. just fab honestly yeah. just the best practical help yeah and also uh, another thing is humor oh, I have, yeah. the, be- the best friends that I have have in- incredibly dark humor and um my friend Sarah Sarah you should bloody be listening to this um <laughs> <laughs> she's great and we have we regularly have shit life offs you know she'll bring her things that are going wrong in her life and things that are going wrong in my life and she always knows she cannot win the shit life (laughs) i always win she still comes (laughs) we still have the shit life offs and it's great and it's kind of that like irony and just yeah she knows that she doesn't get it but it that's fine and she's great just always there for me um yeah so humor is a big big thing yeah mm-hmm. it's that showing up and being real yeah um and I, I there are certain friends that I've got are going through really tough times at the minute and have been for the last couple of years and um being prepared to have conversations not about what they're going through yeah so yeah. I'm gonna turn up I'm gonna joke about something I'm gonna you know send you a stupid gif I'm gonna yeah. um be the other conversation than uh, yeah, yeah. find asking you what the latest treatment is and what's the news on the diagnosis and what's the yeah. you know what the results blah 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 because you just need something different you need a beer buddy basically yeah yeah, yeah. So, someone to take you to the pub i'm yeah. good at that if anyone wants to come to the pub with me i'm just putting the invitation out there <laughs> it's or is it with Sarah's, Lucy? <laughs> Lucy's is it Lucy? hunt um uh, the other, there are there are different apps there's been times that we've um had um, been through tricky times and the uh church that we were part of at the time did one of these meal apps there's like an app you can do now and everyone like puts in i'm going to bring over this at this time mm. for things so there are these things i'll put that on the podcast link bit so there are different ways in which you can and be very practical and help people when they're in the middle of um things but helping people laugh showing Mm -hmm. up and being real being prepared to get it wrong it's okay if you get Mm -hmm. it wrong and say oh i really shouldn't have said that i'm really sorry um but being prepared to show up and do the best you can be really practical and tell people what you can do for them rather than is there a way i can help um the worst award ladies and gentlemen who uh, I feel like Lucy. Um, yeah, we were just talking about this in the break. Well, um, and I, I feel bad now because if I put this out there to the universe and no one's ever done it before and they think I'm a horrible person. <laughs> well, but there we go. I'm gonna. I'm just going to put it out there anyway. So when the we... worst award, can we just remember? The worst <laughs> award is this idea that as parents of people with um, of uh, children with complex needs, I worry that there is this uh, Mother Teresa um, expectation of us that we are wonderful and brilliant and um, should all have a slot on Pride of Britain um, because we are also epic. Let's go mum of the year. (laughs) Positive mum of the year 2009. (laughs) Oh, I've just realised today Mm. is positive mum of the year's birthday. 
on the day that we're recording but it is in the day it's released so everybody it who's listening you need to be singing and blowing out candles for our wonderful positive mum of the year sarah clayton <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> happy birthday that is all you're getting thank you um, I will counter that positive uh, yes, with, your, with my worst your story. Worst. Go on then. So at the moment, Brecken is in hospital and we have carers in there to to kind of like help support with the, with the 24-7 kernies, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, sometimes I go in and particularly one time I went in and I did a curry the night before <laughs> and I had bad <laughs> gas, you know, and you're, you're stuck in one room with these carers and you know what hospital windows are like you can open them a crack and that's it so if you're going to fart in there then it's going to be it's going to be known that someone farted and so I farted in there um and it was silent and I just let them think it was Brecken (laughs) and I did not correct them when they said oh Brex and they checked his pad and (laughs) it was all fine Oh, must have been just wind. Yeah, it must have been just wind. Agreed. Um, I think it was wind. I think it was. I totally, totally let my non-verbal child take the rap for my rancid belly farts. um, I think think that's pretty awful. Oh, disgusting. Borderline abuse. (laughs) That is so grim. And that's it. What a wonderful way to end episode four of the Skies Wonder podcast. Thank you, Lucy, for sharing your wisdom and Sarah. Thanks again to Rebecca and Harry for the sport in the office. And we would love to hear from you, whether it's the would you believe it or confessions of the worst kind. You can email the podcast on tswupodcast at gmail.com that's tswupodcast at gmail.com it'd be brilliant if you could share this podcast with your friends family and any of the practitioners that you work with then oh go and rate review review it people the purple writing at the bottom of the apple podcast thingy or podbean review and subscribe It just means that we can keep doing this thing. The three of us will be back again next week to talk about relationships. Enjoy the days between whatever skies you're under. (laughs) 